0: I am very excited about this message today. I think, I think it's the most important message of your whole life. The outrageous love of God. You know, we say, well, God is love. That's true. No question. But he has outrageous love. And so this is on the outrageous love of God. And, of course, God is love. But... Now, I like this. John three sixteen Say, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How do we know that? Because God is love. So put your hand on your heart. Say, so I won't forget. God is love and he loves me. The second thing I want you to see is that his love is everlasting. I think a lot of times we think, well, I'm disappointing to God. You know, I failed him. I didn't didn't read my Bible. I didn't pray. You know, I got involved in all kinds of adultery, drugs, alcohol, whatever. But I like what Jeremiah says. He says his love is everlasting. So look at Jeremiah 31:3. And I want you to read it with me. The Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. So how long does his love last? It's everlasting. So his love doesn't run out. That is so wonderful to me. So I, you know, I'm very interested in Jeremiah because Uh, When Jesus came, they said to him, are you Jeremiah? What a compliment that people would think you're Jeremiah. What was it that Jeremiah showed? He showed love. And if you remember, if you've read the book, when you read through the Bible this year, because of course you want to, right? When you come to Jeremiah, I mean, this guy is really persecuted by the people. I mean... They throw him in a prison, they throw him in a pit, they don't give him any food, a man named Ebed-Melech puts rags down and drags him out, or he would have died there, and yet he says his love is everlasting. Now, history says, I'm not sure this is true, that when Nebuchadnezzar came, and this is Bible, that Nebuchadnezzar told him, you can come with us to, uh, you know, Babylon, Or you can stay here with the people. And they just left, you know, kind of the poor people who couldn't do very much. And he said, I want to stay with the people. And he stayed with the people. How could he do that? Because he knew the everlasting love of God. And when you read, and these are so beautiful, where he says, you know, his mercies are new every morning. And I would say that to you today. I think his love is new every morning. So when I get up in the morning, I'll tell you what I did this morning. I say, good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. This is your beloved Marilyn. You say, how do you know you're his beloved? He says it over 42 times in the New Testament. So you think you can believe that? So put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm his beloved. And his love is everlasting so recognizing that is key so you look at point number three we need to recognize that we are loved and that's why i say it because sometimes i think oh you know i'm so stupid i did it all wrong blah 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 you know i complained yo oh, i got out of it out of sync but he loves me out of sync why because his love is what everlasting. Now, I don't think many people, many Christians, recognize that his love is everlasting. So let's just talk about the rich young ruler. Remember him? You know, Jesus, it says when he saw him, he loved him. So Jesus didn't love him by what he did. And Jesus just loved him, period. And so the rich young ruler said to him, you know, I, I do everything. I keep all the law. I really do everything. Because he thought he was loved by what he did. And Jesus said, okay, you keep all the law, then sell all you have and give it to the poor. And come follow me. Now, I don't know if you know the richness of that. That rich young ruler could have been the 13th disciple. Because he said, come follow me. He didn't do that to anyone else. And the rich young ruler said, I can't do that. Because he didn't recognize how great Jesus' love was with him. And I think, folks, sometimes we think he half loves us. Well, you know, he loves me when I'm good, but he's mad at me when I'm bad. He loves this, he loves that. But it says his love, and that's why I called it outrageous love. Nobody loves you like him. He says his love is how long? Everlasting. So it's an everlasting love that we're involved with. Now, I look at the prodigal son, and I see in Luke 15 the example of the father. And it's the example of the father's love. So the uh, prodigal son comes, wants everything the father can give him, That's his inheritance. In other words, he's saying to the father, you won't die soon enough for me to get it, so give it to me now. So it doesn't show much love. And so he leaves with his inheritance, and he spends it all and ends up in a pig pen. But the thing that is key is that he still knew his father loved him because he said, I can go home and live better than this. And, you know, my father, even his slaves, he treats them better than this. And I blew it, but I can go home. And he's right, because the father saw him coming. I I love Luke 15. I just love it, because he was looking for him to come home. And you see, he looks for us to come home. Is that right? And so he's watching for him. And when the son gets home, what does he do? He has a party. And I think, I think God is very party conscious. When somebody gets saved, it says the angels have a party. God loves parties because parties show love. You know, we we care about that person, so we have a party for them. So he has a party. Why? Because God loves us and he has a party for us and stands waiting. Just stands waiting. And to me, that's outrageous love. I just can't believe anyone would love me like that. And they don't. But God does. So put your hand on your heart. Say, I won't forget. God loves me with an outrageous love. Now, I put in here number four. Hatred stirs up strife. But love covers all sins. This is interesting that God's love covers all your sins. And I remember one time when I went to my mother, I felt I had really disappointed her. Because she always said to me, you know, I have confidence in you. I know you'll do the right thing. When I was in grade school, you know, I'd get all nervous. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to do all right on the spelling. You know, we're having to test and I don't know if I'll do all right. Oh, she said, you'll get an A. I said, how do you know that? She said, because you're a smart baby. I heard that all my life. You are a smart baby, and I believed it. And see, I think that was very important so that when I did blow it, she didn't say, and I went to her and told her, you're going to be very disappointed in me. I really, really blew it. She said, that doesn't bother me any more than if you said you hurt your little finger. Why? Because she showed the extravagant love of God. And that's what we need to understand. And when you know you're loved, you perform. So put your hand on your heart. Say, I won't forget. I am loved when I blow it. Because his love, his love covers my sin. So it covers all sin. But that door is open to us always open to us, but there's something here that I think was the most outstanding truth I got when I was preparing for this message. And I had to call Sarah about it. The love of God is not just one love. It's plural. So it's the loves of God. So we get all kinds of love. He loves us When we blow it. He loves us when we feel sick. He loves us when we're poor. He loves us when people think we're stupid. He loves us when our relatives don't like us and give us nothing for Christmas. He loves us, right? And I thought, you have shown me your love in so many different ways. And he says, and this is Song of Solomon 1 2, and I checked it out to be sure I'd be right. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine, and love there is the loves of God. It's plural. Is that awesome? God has so many different kinds of love to give you. And so I think we kind of, yeah, he died for my sins, he arose from the dead, you know, he loved me, he gave his life for me, but... He loves you when you're a parent and you feel like you failed. He loves you when everybody thinks you're stupid. Because he doesn't have just one love. He has many kinds of love. And if you will just let him talk to you and love you, whatever it is, just know he loves me. Why? Because his love is extravagant. Well, yeah, but I'm sure he gives up on me. Now, wait a minute. His love is everlasting. And even even Jeremiah said his love is new every morning. That's why I like to say to him every morning, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. This is your beloved Marilyn. But now, I don't just say it in the morning. I say it at night, too. So I say, Good night, Father. Good night, Jesus. Good night, Holy Spirit. This is your beloved Marilyn. And then I go through the things that he's done that day. And I just think, man, your love is so extravagant. How could you be so good to me? And I think that he so loves the world, but he loves us. And I found out uh, something so interesting because it makes me jealous, but people who have literally physically seen Jesus are never the same. So you know, i I really like daily devotionals, and uh, one of the best one I ever received was E. Stanley Jones. and he tells he's a Methodist, born again, and how he felt called to India went to India and had a complete nervous breakdown and had to come home. He got better, got all right, went back and was in India, could feel himself having a nervous breakdown again. And he said he heard footsteps stepping and he turned and saw Jesus. He never, he literally saw him. He never had a nervous breakdown You know, he was in India, I think, for 54 years because he saw Jesus. You know, when you see him, that makes me jealous. I've never had that experience. But there's something about seeing him. What you see is his extravagant love. Then I want to tell you about one more. And this had to do with Daisy and Teal Osborne. Daisy and Teal Osborne are not known in our day, but in my day, they were world evangelists. So they were going, you know, to the world and taking the gospel. And my mother was a partner to them. So we always had their magazines because, you know, she loved the fact they were reaching the world. So then I was taught to appreciate them, you know, because of that. And then I got. Uh, Turned on to God Spirit filled Married Wally And we went to a meeting Where Daisy and T.L. Osborne Were raising money For their meeting uh, Their building In Tulsa And we didn't have much money But my husband gave a thousand dollars I was so mad at him I said that thousand dollars We saved for a car And you gave it to Osborne's He said God told me to God will provide the car Now see the extravagant love of God we sowed that seed we got a car in fact somebody gave us a car so I wanted to meet the Osbournes sometime. so I'm on radio and I went to Tulsa and I asked the Osborns if I could take them to lunch you know and uh, they said okay so I walked in to this restaurant and Daisy osborn Now, see, my children, I would have been in my mid-40s about this time. And so my children, you know, Sarah would have been around six. Maybe uh, Michael would have been 14. Daisy Osborne prophesied over me. She didn't know me, really. She said, you are going to go to leaders of nations. You will be a world evangelist. And I thought, yeah, Daisy and crazy rhyme. But that was true. And, you know, I, someone gave me their book of their life recently, and I saw they had been to 70 nations, and it showed pictures of people who were healed, and I cried when I read the book. I think that that's exactly what has happened to me, but it started way back with my mother being a partner, started way back with my husband sewing that $1,000 that was ridiculous, started Way back with God's extravagant love to me. How good he is. I have been in 137 countries. Not had meetings, but I believe the best is ahead. How can you believe that? Do you know how old you are? Yes, I'm 86 and a half. And I believe the best is ahead. How can you believe that? Because he's extravagant love. I want you, just in your heart, to think of something very extravagant that you want to believe for. What would you like to believe for? Would you like to believe for your marriage? Would you like for you to believe that your children would come to God? Would you like to believe that you would have good health? What do you want to believe for? because his extravagant love has made a provision for you. And I've called. So think of those things that are on your heart and put up both your hands. Say, Father, I believe this year because of your extravagant love, I'm going to see breakthroughs in areas I've never seen, never thought possible. I thank you that you have the miraculous prepared for me. You love me beyond anything I can imagine. I thank you. You're having a party over me because of your
1: outrageous love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to New Life Radio. We've been listening to a message from Marilyn Hickey regarding God's extravagant love. Marilyn shared that God not only has extravagant love for us, and more specifically you, but that he's been waiting for you. Just as he shared through the story of the prodigal son, his love is so extravagant that he sent his own son Jesus to die on a cross so that we could belong to him. Marilyn also challenged us to believe God for his extravagant love to help us in an area of our life. So my question for you is this. Have you received God's extravagant love in the form of His Son, Jesus? This is the first step in becoming His child. It isn't hard. It isn't about joining a specific church, although church is good and it is right. It isn't about being perfect either, because God knew we couldn't be. So He sent His Son, Jesus, to pay the price for our imperfection. We call this the Great Exchange. He took our imperfection on the cross and gave us his perfection. So God is waiting for you to come to him just as you are in all of your faults and all of your imperfections so he can pour out his extravagant love on you in the form of a new life that is connected to him through Jesus. If you would like to receive this free gift and join his family, pray this simple prayer with me. Mean it with your heart and but say it with your mouth. Heavenly Father, I receive your son Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe he died for me and rose again and paid the price for my sin. Forgive me and help me to walk with you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me today, I would encourage you to visit our website at NewLifeRadio.today. That's newliferadio.today or nlr.today and share your story with us. Did you rededicate your life to the Lord today or did you receive him for the first time? We'd like to give you a free gift if you would like. We'll send it to you through your email. We won't bombard you with other email, but we would like to send you something to help you on this new journey with God, stepping into an intimate relationship with your father, so that you can walk out the new life that he desires for you. We look forward to hearing your story.